0: Hello and welcome to Active XP. It's kind of like the short summary uh, show uh, that's a spin off of Active Quest. That's about 10 or 15 minutes long. And basically, we want to talk to you about Deliver Us the Moon. You know, just give us a brief review of it so um, you, you get an idea of what it's like, what the game's like, and um, I don't know, just if it's worth buying. So um, today I have with me Joseph Yaden.
1: Hello, Chris. How's it going? I'm doing amazing. How Why don't you tell everybody your name?
0: Uh, yeah, my name is Chris Penwell. I, I forgot to introduce myself, apparently. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this review with you. With you. Um, I know we had a few setbacks here and there. I uh, wish we got this out sooner, but um, I think this is going to be a good episode.
1: Yeah, I do, too. And, uh, I mean, obviously, the scheduling has been complicated, and then we... I ran into an issue with this game that I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, yeah, it kind of set us back a bit. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, this is a cool little game. Um, so let's see. Let's. I've got. Uh, I've got some information pulled up here. Uh, developer is K Ke- Koken. Is that how do? You, is that how you say it? Koken. Keoken?
0: Keoken? Yeah. mm uh,
1: Interactive. Mm-hmm um and publishers wired we received a review copy from them thank you very much wired
0: productions
1: yes wired productions yes um so yeah let's let's give the overall premise of this game what how would you like elevator pitch this game chris so basically
0: in this game it you're you're in like this dystopian earth and we've had to resort to microwaves uh, as power and uh, basically fossil fuels have died out and um, we've had to resort to this power but later on (laughs) in in our future um, the moon base that was providing the power to the earth um, died out like and people don't know what the hell happened to this moon base and they they don't have the resources to send something over to the moon to get it get it done or it's too dangerous i think i remember um so your task is to bring back the moon base and get it back in power um at earth's greatest need of it (laughs) i hope that's a good summary of it
1: hence the name deliver us the moon
0: exactly yeah it's it's a clever
1: title yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of, that's pretty interesting. It's something you might see in a movie or something. And at at times it feels like a movie. Um, so gameplay wise, it's a 3D sort of exploration slash puzzle slash narrative game. Right? Yeah. Is that a good description? I would say so. Yeah. and But it's cool because there's not like combat in the game, but there are definitely like tense moments that feel almost like combat. And, you know, there are puzzles. Uh, there are even some platforming sections towards the end of it. Um, I, will, I will
0: give it this. Uh, I think it has plenty of variety within yeah. it. It's about four hours of gameplay. To, yeah, two to four hours of gameplay, depending mm-hmm. on how quick you do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, and we're going to spoil the story. So if you guys haven't played this or are interested, I would maybe... Uh, wait until you beat it first to listen to this episode. Um, so story-wise, it's at times pretty ambiguous, but then there are these little—how well, would you describe them? They're these little like flashbacks, almost, that you can interact with and see. Yeah. See like what happened in the past, and that's sort of where you get the most of your exposition. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I kind of felt like a lot of that was like almost too much information like it was like you know we need to move the story along so here is all of this information given to you very clearly and i would have liked to have seen it uh, come across a little bit more ambiguous what did you make of those little segments
0: uh i i do think the first half is just not that interesting at all in terms of story progression within these segments, these memories. Yeah. Uh, but in the second half, it gets way more interesting. I'm, I'm get, getting more invested in the characters and what's going on with the moon base and all that. So I, honestly, to me, I think the second half of the game is way better than the first. Um, and I, I think if you're playing this, like, two hours and you're stuck on the puzzle, you're likely just to drop it because, like, what's what's the incentive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's this game's biggest one of the game's biggest problems is um, it doesn't provide an interesting story at the beginning, but then suddenly it's like, oh my god, shit is happening.
1: Yeah, I almost wish they would like leave a little bit of breadcrumbs throughout the beginning to sort of keep you invested. Because I'm with you on that. Um, If you're somebody who like feels that story is very important and that's one of the driving forces to get you through a game, yes, you're absolutely right. As for me, who's somebody who is more focused on gameplay and sort of maybe like environmental storytelling, I was fine with the opening act. But I will – I'm I'm with you that when it comes to those little flashback segments, the back half is definitely way more interesting. And there's actually a section towards the end when like you think a character dies and that was like so well done, I think. Like the I acting's thought that was...
0: really good from most yeah. of the from the main cast I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. I was like damn, I'm actually getting emotionally attached to this. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um so let's talk about um some of the puzzles because I I <laughs> I know you mentioned before that some of them are pretty frustrating to you. I thought there were a handful of them that were really clever and really well done. Same. Um but that one in particular sort of towards the middle of the game where you're how would you even describe that? You have to grab these, like, tube things at, and you have to bypass these electrical force fields and, like, it's just it's just not very precise and it's kind of floaty and so you you run into it and then you, you die pretty quickly, you know? So you have to keep restarting. What, what was your take on um, the game's puzzles overall?
0: Here's the thing. Um, I, I think, once again, the second half was way better than the first mm-hmm. because
1: with the first half,
0: it gives you a bunch of jargon... Um, like space jargon that you have no idea what it's talking about (laughs) and it seems unclear what to do next like do i check the machine do i check for like a power supply to put into this machine you know like it's 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 a bit it was a bit frustrating for me and like i I love the I, i really like the gimmick of being able to travel in first person with zero gravity. I thought that was pretty well done in terms of like the environmental kind of stuff because like there were like objects around in the air and you could push them like with yourself and uh, you could see like the items kind of like spinning around. I thought that was pretty sick, but the the problem with that is that it it forces like this first person angle. Like right. And I found found that really nauseating and I didn't really enjoy the idea of like picking items and then travelling to a certain area and slow speed at with this weird kind of like camera angle or the first person camera angle. Um I didn't I didn't think that meshed well uh with the um with the gameplay and that section in particular where you have to be so precise to get f- to um go through like a- electricity fields and um all sorts of puzzles and stuff like i just or, or obstacles um i i just found that frustrating
1: yeah i think that's fair um I, I i definitely think that that puzzle is like the worst one of the game just because of the yeah like the lack of precision with it um some of the so, some of the I guess you could call them puzzles. There's a section like right before that, I think where you are like, it's almost like the movie gravity where you're just like out floating in space and yeah. you have to grab the oxygen tanks and make your way back. I thought that section was awesome.
0: It's, it, uh, it's awesome.
1: It like, the, like, like the the sounds and everything, and like the tension of like oh no, and like I don't know about you, but I had like one or two seconds to spare when I made <laughs> it back, so I was like oh man, I, I thought I was gonna die. Yeah, I thought I thought those segments were really interesting, and especially like when you're out in space and like the sounds sort of slow down or like it's nothing. Well, well, there's nothing. Yeah, basically because you're in space. Um, it's just really really cool. I think the like the game's presentation is. I mean, for a smaller studio, it's, like, really impressive how this game looks. It's very impressive.
0: Uh, Something that wowed me is when you're on the rover and you experience the moon for the first time and you're driving around it, I'm like, that was the aha moment for me. It was like, okay, this game's actually really good because you're you're in the world, you're in the atmosphere, you're... um, trying to get to one place to another and then that clicked with me i was like okay this is actually what we're doing Um, right because like for the first half of the game i was like why are we doing this um how why are we getting from this place to another um Mm -hmm. i don't think the story storytelling did a very good job at like um directing you where to go you know right and i that's that's why i found it frustrating i think just like because it, it it all sound it, it it was like jargon. It was um, directionless, and I, I just found that frustrating. But with the second half, I was invested because I knew exactly what was going on, um, and I, I knew the objective.
1: Right. I almost wish that like you know, with this being such a short game, they, they don't have that much time to uh, get everything done that it needs to, and. To your point of that, you know, in the first half, it almost feels like it's maybe not wasted, but it could the time could have been spent more effectively. Yeah. I I wish they maybe would have done that because yeah, I I'm with you that that hook at the beginning maybe could have been done a little bit better. Um, I
0: do love the spec the, the launch though of the spaceship, oh, yeah, of the rocket. Was, so let's that talk about was, that. Yeah, that was amazing
1: when you're yeah. launching. Like so, after the first segment of the game, like before the title hits, you know, uh, it. It, there's a segment where you have to like turn on all the buttons in the yeah in the <laughs> spaceship, and I know that sounds like mundane and not interesting at all. But they're they're like minor puzzles, slightly where you have to like time it just right when you hit, turn on the button, and you have to like flip the right buttons on, and it's all done from first person perspective. And you're like, dude, I'm an astronaut. I am yeah. an astronaut right now. Like, it I was felt just, like just a so kid cool. while I
0: was doing that. Yeah. I was like,
1: Ooh,
0: buttons flick
1: Yeah. Buttons. <laughs> so like so like from a mechanical point of view and from like a presentation point of view, I thought that section hooked me. But oh. I still didn't really know what the story was, you know? Yeah. And and if you're somebody who cares about narrative, it's really important for a narrative to grab you right away. Like you know, so like The Last of Us. Like I hate to compare everything to The Last of Us, but but you know, at The Last of Us, in The Last of Us, like within the first twenty minutes of the game, you are hooked, you know? yeah and and in this it's like a little bit more ambiguous it took and, a long time yeah now let's talk about the game's or what i think is the game's biggest issue and that is its technical problems yeah um,
0: have quite a few of those
1: yeah um so pretty much when you load into a new area whether it's just like behind a door or you know traveling uh from point a to point b where there's like a cutscene in between it pretty much anything where like the game a is new loading area. yeah yeah where it's loading up a new area it chugs and it's Ugh. like it 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 chugs like for an uncomfortable amount of time uh at certain instances like it'll just like freeze and at times I was like did my game just like crash and then you wait you wait you wait oh okay and then it comes back on oh okay here we go um ha- so tell me about your thoughts on the the game's technical problems
0: yeah, that definitely was a big oof to me. The when whenever like the game kind of freezes for a second, because think about it, like you're floating in like like for example, this this section of the game where you're floating in mid mid air with zero gravity, right? Like your brain thinks, okay, your character's gonna be moving forward, right, because the whole inertia of it, right? Right. But it freezes, and it <laughs> instantly makes me nauseous
1: oh like the, it's
0: like section. jittery yeah. yeah i'm like it's like vr but i can't imagine this game in vr <laughs> but yeah um. Huh. um
1: and and yeah like just and then sometimes like uh like certain textures might look weird that mm. kind of thing it's all just like technical stuff that i feel like um if this game had a little bit more time because it it came out in uh september of 2018 on pc and then it just recently released for consoles um and so you know i guess they were cleaning things up for the console releases i think this game could have probably used another month you know
0: yeah there were some textures um that I didn't like personally like stuff on the walls. Like it's, it's kind of similar to final fantasy seven remake in a way where there's this really pretty environment. And then you see this thing that is like really untextured and looks like it's from a PS one game. <laughs> and, um, that, like I think the environment art is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like most of the game looks pretty, but there's just a few things here and there that are like, that's a bit weird. Um, like for example, I, I think you were mentioning this before Joseph, but so, um, someone told you that the Earth would look better oh. after the press demo? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I had a, a like a hands-on demo with this at PAX earlier this year and I got to play the opening segment of the game and uh, basically when you finish that and launch the shuttle uh, it, the camera like zooms out and you get to see the Earth, but at the time, it was like super, like untextured, I guess, or it was like it just looked unfinished. And when it came up, uh, the guy, the guy who was helping me, was like, "Hey, just letting you know, this will look better at launch." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, no worries. I get it. it's an early build." Well, it's the same thing, like it's, it looks exactly the same when during the final release. So yeah, I guess they like didn't finish that part. I don't know if they're planning on patching that in later or or what, but yeah, there's definitely some rough edges here, Chris.
0: Hmm. But then you see, like, these amazing textures on characters, like your pet robot. Oh, my God, he's so adorable. Yeah. He is so
1: adorable. Yeah. So, actually, that's a good segue. Why don't we talk about the pet robot? Yeah. Tell me your tell me your thoughts on that little guy.
0: Uh, yeah. They, like, they did an amazing job with the animation because they displayed some sort of emotion within this lifeless thing, you know? Mm -hmm. uh i i really adored it (laughs) um but they introduced him into some game mechanics like getting into different rooms that are previously locked like going into vents and things like that with like his small kind of like circular kind of like frame Mm
1: -hmm. uh so that 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 was really cool Um, and you can control him and he floats around and stuff Yeah. yeah yeah it's really interesting um Yeah, I thought that was really well done. And it also kind of introduced this element of, like, a companion in a game where you're otherwise, like, by yourself. Yeah, Yeah. it almost reminded me of Castaway, where Tom Hanks has that little (laughs) volleyball or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Wilson. Um, So it was kind of like that. Um, Let's talk about the ending, which Mm. um, I thought was pretty interesting. And it almost, I feel like, opens itself up to a sequel. I don't know if you agree with that um but anyway y- you find these little flashback segments or they're what they're not really are they flashbacks are kind of like video footage of of stuff that happened yes in the past. I,
0: I i could relate it to like r2d2 like sending out messages to right.
1: people right but it's like video you know yeah
0: but um, like that you can't see the people it's more like an outline like a shade of right. someone uh, but which it's i, a- I kind of like i like that ambiguity
1: Right, yeah, because you never actually get to see any, like, fully rendered faces. Yeah, it's all just like sort of these outlines and stuff. Um, so, so talk, let's talk about the ending. So, you you come across this character, and she is presumably dead. She she ends up dying. And Sarah the,
0: was her name. Sarah,
1: I think, is her name. Yeah. Yeah. And what what happened with that? She, I guess, did she stab herself or she got stabbed or no, something
0: she got, she got stabbed by um one of the leaders um, right because like she she had to sh- save his daughter
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um he needed the uh, helium three uh for um the next shuttle to launch and his do- daughter was stuck in the in the in the um uh, in the spaceship itself, right? So, uh, yeah, he needed that to to work. But like, she was Sarah. Was like, you gotta think of the entire Earth, not just one person. I'm sorry, we we need to think of the bigger picture here.
1: Yeah. So anyway, yeah. you it, towards like the the climax of the game, you you she's presumably dead, and then at the end when you finally like uh do the puzzle where you where you line up the. I don't even know what they're called. These huge machines that ha- you have to line up perfectly to get the signal to go back to Earth. Um, after you do that, you. I, which, by the way, that section was really cool because you're all like dizzy and stuff because you you like you, you're you know, messed up. Yeah, you're all messed up. Like, you, like you fell over and stuff. Anyway, you like go back and you actually find Sarah, and she's in this like preservation tube, basically keeping herself alive. And you walk up to her, and then you just sort of like collapse next to her, and like that pretty much seems like that's the end of the game. So then the credits roll, and then afterwards there are these. You can hear these people talking, and they come up and they say they found you, and then the Claire
0: found she, finds you. She, yeah, but yeah, she's the person that was looking after um, our character in a way, right.
1: Yeah, which I thought I thought that ending was really cool. It felt like a movie. Yeah. You know? I could like it's I could picture a movie doing that. And
0: I was emotional. I was like, damn, I'm actually damn yeah. I'm invested. And,
1: and like the music when your character yeah. like like uh sends the signal back to Earth and it swells up and like you, you see that you did it, you know? And then on top of that the section with Sarah at the end, it was just I thought it was really cool and it was a great way to end this short little game here. Mm. Uh, so the one thing I wanted to mention, uh, going back to like the technical problems, I, I ran into this game-breaking bug, basically. And I feel like it's kind of rare because I looked up online and I didn't see any mention of this. Uh, so this might have just been like a, a little isolated incident. But basically what had happened to me was I got trapped on the subway. There's a section where you have to get the subway back up and running to get from point A to point B, basically. And once the subway or monorail, whatever, it's like a train, once it, it uh, stops at, at the section where you're supposed to get off, you're supposed to just get right off the subway and just continue throughout the, the mission. Well, uh, for me, the door wouldn't open, and I thought there was something I had to do to get it to open, and I like looked up videos online, and it turns out that it's actually just supposed to be open, like, <laughs> so yeah. I couldn't progress through the game. And luckily, the uh, the developer uh, gave us a tip to just restart the level from the main menu, and that totally worked. So if anybody has any, like, game-breaking bugs where you can't progress, restarting the level uh, seems to do the trick. Mm. So just keep that in mind. Um, but anyway, that's why we're a little bit late on this episode, because our original scheduled date to record this it's two weeks uh, ago or was, like, two weeks ago. And that's, like, the, the only time we had uh, time to do this. And then we ended up having to push back the date to record this episode because uh, not a, none of us had finished it you know and so yeah. that's why we're a little bit late but um that's like the gist of this game um chris a- any like overall general thoughts you wanted to give before we say goodbye for right now
0: yeah well um two things i want to mention is that no the clop as uh, she's the voice actor of sarah baker i, I think she did an amazing job Oh, okay, um, yeah. Because like, to, to me, I think the voice acting is super important in a game like this because you don't see the faces. You can't animate them as m- as well as, like, a, a typical game, right? So the voices have to be stellar, and mm-hmm. Nola did it. She, she was amazing in it, and uh, she was the pivot of the story, uh, her character. Right. So um, good job to her. Yeah. Um, but I... <laughs> Here's the thing, I, I I struggle with puzzle games sometimes. Um, so for me, because of the jargon and the uh, lack of direction, I've had to check uh, YouTube videos multiple times during this playthrough, and I, I feel like that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, I, I think like with the next game or Deliver Us the Moon Two, they should try to be more careful with the jargon and be a bit more specific.
1: Hmm. and what do you think of that do you think there will be a sequel to this
0: it feels like it's unresolved doesn't it
1: like kind of it still feels because like there's, there's more only one
0: helium three canister that's only gonna last so long
1: yeah that's true hmm. well i feel like if it did end right here like that'd be fine like it's definitely yeah. not like we're like what the fuck was yeah. that you I'm, know? Not, like I'm not it-
0: clamoring for it but yeah um there's some intri- intriguing fe- uh, factors like outwards where did those people go mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. Uh, i'd like yeah. a i like a game about that like how did yeah. they survive how did they get out of the moon get off the right. moon and uh find new civilization that's definitely a uh, a game they could do um like for them sure. setting up a new world or new place
1: I think there's definitely room for more stories to tell here and I, I actually hope another uh, game comes out in, in this series if there if it is going to be a series uh, and hopefully this game has sold well enough to like you know give them a little bit of a bigger budget and if there is a new entry to maybe focus on those technical problems because like I I, I think you and I disagree a little bit on the puzzle aspects. I I didn't mind the majority of the puzzles other than that I, one.
0: I loved the puzzles in part the second part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because good they, were sim- they, they, they were they easy to understand and uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't check this area before, so I'll just go there. Yeah, um, like, and especially... I, and I liked the... There was one puzzle where you had to switch the canisters around and I yeah. thought that was really fun. I was like, oh, yeah, I figured that out. Awesome. And that's the best part of a puzzle game where you, like, you feel satisfied that you've finished the puzzle or figured something out
1: mm-hmm. and i really especially like the driving sequences as well uh, yes oh, where, so where you've good. got that like, rover thing it almost reminded me of the mako from mass effect there's a lot of games that you sort of think of when you play this like obviously dead space for me is like the first thing that comes to mind it's yeah. not it's not scary like that's no. but but in terms of the presentation where you're making your way through like small corridors and there's no hud so all like the ui is on your character suit it's really cool really well done oh
0: yeah done. The, the like two minutes on the on the back uh, of the suit yep
1: and and you're like and you
0: can see it counting down that that's yeah. that really cool
1: yeah so like there's definitely inspirations taken from a lot of games in this and i i overall i think it's really Cool, and I think it's a great attempt. You know, especially with it being such a small studio.
0: It, I, um, I think it's a good game. Um, if I was reviewing it, I think I might actually for sip, read repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably give it like a seven point five, mm-hmm. something something around there, just to get an idea of what I I would say.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that's important as well is the developer is like patching a lot of these technical problems out. I don't know which ones they're focusing on right now, but it might be a good idea to to like wait maybe a little while before you play it that way you get like the best version of the game and i know that's a weird thing to say but like that's just video games right like if you wait a month it's a better version than when it launched like that's always the case so there's
0: replayable aspects to this as well like i i missed a lot of the story like the the um what what they what do they call them like the Mm -hmm. events yeah, they're that like you little get for the, like, the, the memories.
1: Yeah, they're like little collectibles, basically. Yeah. Um. And yeah, there's a ton of them in this small little game. That's the other thing too. It's like it's a really short game, but it's jam packed with with you know things to do and like little collectibles, things to see. Like you can totally miss certain segments. Stuff of the to game. listen
0: to, like clips, like as in um, Bioshock Infinite or Bioshock, where you hear the radio bits, like yeah. stuff like that too.
1: And uh, and you get to like see the. Like different corridors where, or not corridors, uh, the living, where, where, like they're basically like rooms where people had been living there and they looked lived in. Like there's little drawings and, and little books and stuff to collect. It's really cool. I, I like really fa- like this like game.
0: Like a father like, with his uh, children, with his kids' drawings.
1: Yeah, exactly. So just stuff like that, like makes this game feel like it's got personality and that it feels lived in, even though it's so compressed and, and short. Um, so yeah, I, I really like this game a lot. It's one of my favorite games this year, despite really? the, the technical problems. Um, and yeah, I, I, just hope that some of those technicalities get worked out uh, a little bit here in the future. And then, yeah. Um, in terms of price, I think it's something like 20 bucks or $25 and it's on uh, Nintendo switch, PS4, Xbox one and PC. And what else? We reviewed Anyf-
0: the PS4 version.
1: Just yeah, so you know. Yeah, we um, have it on PS4. I,
0: I, I have a feeling the Switch version might not be as good, but that's just me speculating.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's already suffering from technical problems as it is, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, I think it might be one of those cases where you know the publisher wanted to get the game out in time for whatever you know if it yeah you know, it's fiscal year or whatever yeah. it is, and and maybe the the. Or the publisher wanted to get it out on time. And and the developer just had to do what the, what the publisher said. Maybe it's that's not the case. it's not
0: broken at all. Like, it's no. definitely a functional game, and it works. There's just some hiccups. So, like, okay, that's kind of odd.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I think that pretty much wraps us up, Chris. Do you want to have a sign-off for this episode here?
0: yeah so we hope you had a good active experience uh with this uh episode um let us know what you think if you play uh deliver us the moon on our twitter at activequest show and uh you can find me at penwell Writes. you could also find my work at sitbreedrepeat.com i might have a review for this up on there too um and then you can uh find my switch coverage on switchwatch.co.uk um and also my my hero academia podcast go beyond my hero academia podcast whether <laughs> i don't know why i said that twice um but i did that with vaughn hyde and it's uh, really fun just to um do that show with him and i'm actually actually about to do that in a few hours <laughs> from now oh yeah and also i have an interview with the guy who's um uh, helping with the translation um from the show so to from japanese to english and he's going to talk to me about localization so look out for that um joseph where can people find you
1: you can find me on twitter at joseph yaden and you can find a whole bunch of my work uh on digital trends so be sure you check that out yay uh cool so we want to thank everybody for listening and please check this game out I, i do think it's worth your time uh and yeah we'll see you on the next episode of active quest and for an upcoming active xp